on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Frisella, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have, as you know, because you clicked on a leak, Andy and DJ. Cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we do. And uh, my voice is still not all the way back. So, um, yeah, there's that. Uh, CTI, okay, if this is your first time listening, that means cruise the internet. What we're going to do today is we're going to put up topics on the screen. We're going to talk them through. We're going to speculate on what we think is true, what we think is bullshit. And then we're going to talk about how we can all collectively work together to solve some of these problems going on in the world. This is a personal development show, all right? We've been on this podcast stream for eight years. A lot of people don't understand that because a lot of you guys on YouTube think that we're just political talking head shit. No, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been building companies. I've been helping other people build companies for a long time. So while we do have CTI, we also have a lot of personal development stuff in this feed. Okay. One of them is Q&AF. That's where you get to ask your questions and we give you the answers. You can submit your questions a couple different ways. The first way is guys, you can email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com or you can actually go on the YouTube Q&AF episodes and drop your question right there in the comments and we'll answer it. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of some stuff that I think everybody needs to hear. And then uh, we have full length. Full length is like what you see on a lot of other podcasts where a group of people sit in a room and have a conversation. And then sometimes we have 75 hard verses. 75 hard verses is where uh, people come in who have done the 75 hard program or live the live hard lifestyle. Uh, and then we talk about what it did for them, how they did it. Um, how it helped them and how it can help you too. And, and if you're interested in that program, it is a free program, absolutely free. Uh, you can go to 75hard.com or you can go to episode 208 in the audio feed and get the program there for free. Now, one thing that's different about this show is we don't run ads on the show. Okay. That means I don't have to answer to anybody. Uh, and in exchange for that, I ask very simply that if you enjoy the show, please share it. We cannot grow the show if you don't share the show. Our growth is 100% organic. So if you get value from the show, if it makes you think, if it makes you laugh, it gives you new perspective, it teaches you some things, please do us a solid and share the show, okay? Uh, that's the only way people hear it. So when you guys message me and you say, man, everybody should listen to this. Well, if you guys don't share it, people don't hear it. So real simple. If this episode gives you value, please share the episode. That's all we ask, all right? So what's up? What's going on, brother? Oh, not much. Dude, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting things happening out here, man. A lot of interesting things happening. Bro, I haven't here. been following. Dude, it's been an interesting weekend, but I mean, <clears throat> most of these are just, you know, I guess updates. There's some interesting th things happening for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, might be a couple of I told you so moments. Shocking. <laughs> but dude, first, I want to I show you something. Uh, that This has been making a lot of buzz online. Um, this Floyd Mayweather and John Gotti, the third fight. Uh, so this headline reads, Floyd Mayweather's exhibition fight with John Gotti III ends in massive brawl. Have you seen that? Did you see the... Dude, I was like half asleep and it was on SportsCenter, I think, or yeah. I saw a clip of it on the internet, but it was like, I didn't really understand what's going on. Dude, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's, so, so this is a New York Post article. It reads, Floyd Mayweather's exhibition boxing match with John Gotti III ended with an all-out brawl between both fighters' camps uh, Sunday night at FLA Live Arena in Sunrise, Florida. The fight descended into chaos when referee Kenny Bayless stopped the fight with less than a minute left in the sixth round. Gotti, uh, the grandson of New York mob boss John Gotti, seemingly said, fuck you, to Mayweather as he was disqualified for holding. That's when all hell broke loose. Uh, John Gotti III, he's 30 years old. Uh, he charged past Bayless towards Mayweather, who's 46, landed a few punches before the fighters were pulled away from each other. Now, I have the clip. Let's watch it. They That's it. Stop, gonna stop up you. That's it. That's it.
looks to me like Gotti's about to get his ass beat. That's a lot of meat in that ring. Yeah. <laughs> There's like 40 dudes coming at him. There's a lot of meat in there. Yeah, so so Mayweather seemingly toyed with Gotti throughout the fight's first five rounds. During the fourth round, Mayweather flashed a smile before landing a job while Gotti was warned for holding. Quote, enemy for life, Gotti the third said on Instagram. Quote, never put me down or stop me. It was DQ for no reason. Uh, and then the bad blood continued out of the arena with Gotti's sister, uh, Nicolette Gotti, posting a threatening and racially charged message to Mayweather on Instagram. Quote, at Floyd Mayweather, your daughter was ran through by an animal with 12 different baby mamas. You're a little circus animal. You're all a pack of zoo animals, she wrote. She continues saying, quote, I swear on my kids, I'm coming for your daughter. It may be two years, three years from now, but I'm coming cunt. Uh, Mayweather's last, uh, Mayweather last fought in 2017 when he defeated UFC star Conor McGregor to improve his undefeated 50-0 record. Now, I mean, listen. Didn't Mayweather fight, fight uh, Logan Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was after well, get, the McGregor fight. Yeah, that was it? after the McGregor. Yeah, so that was another exhibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I mean, listen. <clears throat> now, you know, Mayweather has TMT or the money team, right? It's like a fucking 50-person entourage full of massive individuals. On the other hand, you have one of the most notorious fucking mob bosses probably ever. I don't know who you fuck with. I mean, look, dude, you know, first of all, a lot of this is theatrics. For okay? sure. Like a lot of these dudes understand how to work the media the right way. Like the media doesn't work for you unless you give it something to talk about. Right. Um, so these guys all understand that. Yeah, like 75 hard. Yeah. You know, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> it's a fucking dangerous program that that podcaster made. Exactly. A YouTuber. You know, a YouTuber. That's right. A <laughs> shitty YouTuber made it. Uh, look, bro. I, you know, it's good marketing for both of them. Yeah. Uh, so you don't think there's no real beef? I don't know. There could be, but it's still good marketing. They can make some money on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, bro. Like, I, Floyd Mayweather is so fucking good at what he does. Like, all these guys try to get these exhibitions for clout to build a name. You know, who knows what's really going on? Um, you know, I think calling them a pack of zoo animals and... I mean, I think that's garbage shit. Tasteless. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I think uh, as a, a, a Sicilian person, um, I don't think that when people behave that way, it really does that culture any, any sort of uh, favors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, um, sure. I think we should all do better than that, even when we're angry. And, and by the way, uh, I've been angry before and, all, and said some things that I didn't fucking mean. We all have. But like, I think that's low class shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I also think that the anti-white hate that we see everywhere is low class shit. So like, I don't know. It goes both ways. I, bro, I just think that any race shit is just so, it's, it's stupid. Dude. It's biracial. What? It's biracial. It goes both ways. Okay. By racist. Yeah. Whatever, man. You get it? I, no. I, mean, <laughs> I, think we, I think we take one of your trophies away for that. You're in the negatives now. It's by racist. Yeah. Dude, that's great. Yeah, but whatever, man. Like, you know, Floyd's the biggest name in boxing probably ever, besides maybe Mike Tyson, mm. you know, maybe Muhammad Ali. Like, he's up there with him. Yeah, for sure. Top, he's, top five. He's still fucking great. Um, boxing is like, is he a little slower? Does he punch a little less hard? Is he, yeah, but he's still better than everybody else. I wouldn't so, want to find out. I mean, you can't fucking hit him, bro. No. He's, he, he, listen, when he fought Connor, he toyed with Connor. When he fought Logan Paul, Logan Paul's twice his size. He toyed with Logan Paul, okay? He toyed with this dude. And people get pissed at him because he's that much better than everybody else. And that's what it is. Yeah. So, I don't know. I didn't fucking, it's kind of weird to see, it's kind of weird to see him doing these exhibitions and shit. Like, I don't know that that's really great for his legacy. But also, I don't, I don't know him as a dude. I don't really follow him. So maybe he just doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to get paid. Yeah, it's highly possible. Yeah. He definitely does that. Yeah, paid. he knows how to get paid. <laughs> definitely gets Yeah, paid. he also knows how to spend some money, too. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's real, man. Well, uh, it's CTI. Let's get to cruising. Yeah. Guys, remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyforsella.com. You can find them linked there. Or you can drop down in the YouTube description below and find them linked there as well. Uh, so with that being said, uh, let's cruise with headline number one. Headline number one reads, 
Secession. George Soros hands son Alex control of his $25 billion empire. Hmm. Uh, so this is a Breitbart article reading, billionaire left-wing Democrat donor George Soros is handing control of his $25 billion financial empire to his younger son, Alex, who has vowed to pursue even more ultra-liberal causes. The newly crowned 37-year-old heir told the Wall Street Journal he will broaden his father's famously woke interests to include issues like voting and abortion rights, as well as gender equality. He also feels bound to inject himself into the day-to-day political affairs of the nation ahead of the 2024 election. Quote, I'm more political, Alex observed when comparing himself to his Hungarian-born financier father. He was already visited uh, the White House 17 times in just over a year and met with big-name Democrats, as Breitbart News reported. Uh, He also recently tweeted a picture of himself with Vice President Kamama Harris. Uh, Open Society Foundations, the Soros family nonprofit, currently directs about $1.5 billion a year to causes all around the planet. Uh, The young man's profile on the Open Society website outlines he is also, quote, the founding chair of Bend the Ark Jewish Action and sits on the boards of Bard College, the Center for Jewish History, Central European University, the European Council on Foreign Relations, and the International Crisis Group. Uh, The Soros scion uh, told the outlet he worried about the possibility of Donald Trump returning to the White House, suggesting the family will contribute greatly to Democrats in the 2024 presidential elections. He says, quote, as much as I would love to get money out of politics, as long as the other side is doing it, we will have to do it, too, he said. Uh, During the interview, Alex reportedly urged Democrat figures to be clearer on delivering their message while being, quote, more patriotic and inclusive to win the trust of voters. I want to say something about that line. Notice he doesn't say be more patriotic and inclusive because it's the right thing to do. Hmm. He says to win the trust of the voters. Okay, now Hmm. that should kick on a light bulb in your head that the intent is to pretend to get their way, to act. He's, he's telling yeah. on himself right here with his language. Yeah, so. that's a great catch, man. Yeah, well, that's what I do for a living. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's no secret that George Soros gave billions to left-wing causes in the years he paid no federal income tax. Um, we know that he's uh, spent hundreds of millions of dollars to democratically elected uh, prosecutors in major cities throughout the country. Um, but a new development also comes out his report shows that Soros Link Group wins $41 million contract from Biden to help illegal aliens evade deportation. So they have their hands in literally fucking everything. Um, a non-governmental organization with financial links to billionaire George Soros has won a $41 million federal contract from President Joe Biden's Department of Justice to help illegal aliens evade deportation from the United States. Does everybody see how this works? Soros has give money. The government that's corrupt that they support gives them money back, your money, by hiring them to do jobs that don't help America. Correct. So it's important that everybody sees how that works. Draws the dots. Because what you're seeing in Ukraine is exactly this on a mass scale. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Or, you know, going back to uh, 2018, the Vera Institute of Justice, another uh, NGO uh, linked to Soros, was previously awarded $310 million by the Obama administration to help unaccompanied alien children or UACs avoid deportation. Um, Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess you got to, you know, get off the throne at some point, right? What do do you see going on here, Andy? I see the entire problem with our entire government. It's full of this shit, full of this shit on both sides. Yeah. Okay. Um, This government, this country was never intended to be influenced so heavily by people with means. It was never intended to be bought and paid for by people with money. It was never intended to be the personal agenda of people with money. It was intended to be a representative government for the people, by the people. And this motherfucker ain't the people. And neither is his dad. And that should be very clear. And I think everybody understands that at this point. I think 
that <clears throat> this young man uh, is drastically misunderstanding the state of, of the, the quote-unquote real people of America. And I don't think that people are going to put up with this bullshit for very much longer. I'm just being real. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't envy his position. I don't care how much money he has. Uh, I think you're on the short end of a fucking stick that's about to be burnt. And it's not going to be very much fun for this dude moving forward. That's what I personally think. Now, if they were to come in and start calling, like, like if he actually, what he said, where he said patriotic and inclusive, if they actually meant that to bring people together, but they don't. Because the whole agenda of this sect of people in the world is to their actual slogan headline at the World Economic Forum, which these people are very invested in, is through chaos comes order or out of chaos comes order. Okay, so their, their plan is to create as much chaos as possible and then provide us with the solution. And the solution, when things are completely burnt down, is going to be a total surveillance state um, where you can't do anything without their approval. You can't speak out. You can't spend money. You can't go anywhere without being on video. In my, my personal opinion, we have a lot of regulations to address when it comes to technology in terms of how they're going to use it to surveil and uh, monitor because guys, they're already doing it. They do it through your cell phone. They listen to what you're saying. They, they, they run it under the, the domestic terrorism and the Patriot Act that they passed after 9-11. And we already live in a total surveillance state, total police state. We're just not aware of it. We're being told that it's not that way. And in, in the future for America to become the great like it should be, a lot of that shit's going to have to be banned, bro. Because once you become aware of it, it almost forces you to become like a paranoid hermit because you're like, fuck, I'm on fucking camera everywhere I fucking go. Everything I say is recorded. Like it's once you come to terms with that's reality, you're not going to feel very free. Um, and that's a side note from what I think about this. But that's something that should be addressed and you guys should be calling for. Yeah. Uh, but as far as these two guys and this family and these people interfering with our government and our system, I think people are really fucking tired of it. And I think these people, because they're at the top of the mountain, are very unaware of the feelings amongst the actual people here in America regarding their interference and the pushing of their agendas and what they're trying to do. I think people are understanding that the border's fucking our country. I think people are understanding that our government's fucking the, the, the money system, devaluing our currency. You know, the average American is spending $9,000 extra per year to live. That's a lot. Okay, for for most of America, that's a, a ton of money. Um, when especially when most of them are already live in paycheck, correct. paycheck to paycheck. So where is it supposed to come from? Oh, right. oh, they get to run more debt, which makes these people richer. All right, people are tired of the crime. They're tired of the instigate uh, the instigative media making us hate each other. They're tired of living in this constant state of anxiety. And there's only two solutions to this entire problem, guys. Well, there's three. Okay, but the third one. Everybody keeps calling for saying, well, we need to put these, you know, fucking revolution. All right, cool. You going first? All right. Because I don't want to hear this shit from any of you motherfuckers. Because there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, we need to revolt. You're not thinking it through. Because even if we did that, and that could be required down the road. I don't know where this is going. But if you actually just do what I'm about to say, that we'll never even get to that point. The two things that we can do every single day to defeat these, these kind of things is to remove ourselves from actually needing them. That's why I say personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. When you become financially fit, you become physically fit, you become intelligent and aware of what's going on, you're not consuming their media. You're not eating their food, which isn't making you sick, okay? So they're not making money on your food, your pharma, your media, your information. You're not plugged into your phone 24 hours a day. Removing ourselves through personal excellence from their, their network of control is step number one. And step number two is mass noncompliance. As we go into the next 18 months, there's going to be a number of social outrage incidents that happen, all right? They're going to try to create as much disruption, as much frustration, as much hate amongst the people. And if people just don't buy it, and we stop, we stop fucking buying into it, which I think we're getting close to doing, you know, because they've tried this with a number of different scenarios now, and it's not worked. They tried it with the subway shooter real hard. They tried it with the supermarket shooter real hard. 
They tried it with the Nashville shooting real hard for trans people. Okay, the first two ones, they tried to use race. This last one, they tried to use trans. And nobody fucking bought. Okay, and that's that mass noncompliance has to be across political ideology and race in terms of, you know, like, bro, if black and white people could just get over the fact that we're being manipulated to hate each other and actually say, hey, fuck these people that are manipulating us to hate each other, uh, their game is over. Mm-hmm. This is why we talk about the race issues because the race issues are the number one issue holding us back from actually being a free country. If they can get the black Americans and white Americans to say, wait a second, bro, you're not my enemy and I'm not your enemy. Why do they keep telling us this shit and we get people to have that click? Now these people have no power. They're fucked. They're totally fucked, bro. So we have to be smart. We have to be intelligent. And so we have to remove ourselves from the system through personal excellence. And then we have to mass noncompliance. And these people, no matter how much money they spend, it won't work. No matter how many billions of dollars Alex Soros puts into the system over the next, and it's probably going to be a lot, just like he said, Mm -hmm. because they understand, he even said it, we're afraid of Trump coming back into power. You know why they're afraid of Trump coming back into power? Because they understand that the persecution that they've put on Trump is going to come back tenfold, which is going to mean the end for them one way or another. Did you see what Trump said, just said today? I, I tried to get the video up here. You mean about destroying communists? Yeah. Well, he's finally fucking saying the right shit. Yeah, thanks for listening to the show. Yeah, guys. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, bro. Like, if I was Trump's main advisor, you guys would all love him. Hmm. If you were listening to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's real, man. Guys, tell us what you think. Uh, are you guys standing with Soros? Let us know down in the comments. Um, I don't think Trump is understanding where the people are right now. I don't think he's being told accurate information. I don't think he is either. Yeah. I, I think he continues to he continues to push this crazy shit about the vaccine. He continues to talk about Israel being our greatest ally. Bro, if he if he would just cut with the vaccine talk, right? And say, hey, fuck, I fucked that up. Okay. These guys fucking lie to me. And actually just tell the truth that the because otherwise, bro, you look like you're part of it. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like Don, everybody fucking likes you, but when you start talking that shit, dude, everybody thinks you're part of it, okay? So now that everybody's like thinking like, fuck, this guy's part of the fucking plan and he's walking us into this communist shit. So like- You gotta announce that. You, you have to fucking stop that because it's, it's, people are not gonna vote for you for that. People do remember what happened in 2020. They haven't forgotten about it. A lot of people keep saying, oh, we've moved on from 2020. No, we haven't. Because there's a lot of people that had to watch their loved ones die over fucking Zoom or are now walking around with a vaccine that they never wanted, that they're scared to death now wondering when, when the shit's going to happen to them. Or they had someone who died from the vaccine or that was put on a ventilator or that was denied ivermectin and proven therapeutics that, you know, some of us worked very hard to inform people about that has, it, it, we were, I mean, bro, we had a whole episode deleted because of it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? And how many shadow bans did we deal with for the last three years? How many traffic bans? I mean, they've, you know, fuck, bro. They put these doc- frontline doctors, they put one of them in jail. All right? So they denied the, people have not forgotten about that, bro. And they also haven't forgotten. And, and you know what's cool? What I see now is a lot of people who fell for it are now finally, like we said fucking two years ago, finally saying, bro, they fucking lied to us. Dude, that's what we need. We need those people to speak the fuck up. No. Headline number two. Headline number two reads, The Great Grift, How Billions in COVID-19 Relief Aid Was Stolen or Wasted. Juicy little hamburger here. I think it's a cheeseburger. Yeah, here. Well, I like cheeseburgers. Yeah, double cheese. (laughs) Dude, let's dive into this. Bro, when I was fucking fat... I used to go hard on those McDonald's double cheeseburgers, bro. Really? Fuck yeah, I love it. Do you them. fuck with Five Guys, though? I never had it one time. You've never had fucking... Don't act like this is the big deal, bro. No, you haven't seen fucking no, Braveheart. No, no, this is bigger than Braveheart, Fuck out of here. You've never had Five Guys? I'm not fat fuck anymore. I'm fucking lean, mean, fucking beast machine. Dude, you like fries. You like potatoes, man. I love potatoes. Bro, they got the best fries. Chris, I'm mentally unbreakable. You're never going to convince me. Andy, fuck. Have you seen my gym selfies, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the one from New York Post article. <laughs> no shit. 
Bro, those motherfuckers <laughs> took one for like four years ago, bro. I wasn't even in shape yet. No, motherfucker, you, Fuck you guys. accurate information. That's right. When you fake reach out to me. <laughs> he said, I'm much more swole now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Here's the deal. Double, my stack was this. Real talk. Two double cheeseburgers, two large fries, 20-piece nugget. Damn. I fucking ate that every fucking day for years. Damn. And I actually stayed in good shape, man. Damn. I mean, chicken nuggets, that's protein, right? Bro, I just trained hard, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That'd get you. Yeah. What got, what, what got me fat, though, like what, what always got me fat was gas station food. Oh, yeah. Bro, when they built that fucking QT over there by my old house, that one over there, <laughs> 55 in Lindbergh, my old HQ. Bro, I went in. It would, it would take me four minutes. To, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I could be there and back in eight minutes. It would take me four minutes to get there. It would take me about half a minute to get my shit. <laughs> And then I could be back home. It would take me nine minutes. You, you didn't even get your change. You, you knew the Motherfucker, exact. six taquitos, two breakfast burritos, a full bag of jalapeno kettle cook lays, and a, and a fucking 44-ounce soda. I was out. <laughs> Real talk. I was out. They knew what the fuck I was getting, bro. They start ringing it up before I even got to the register. We just had it ready. Yeah. And Damn. I gained 100 pounds when they built that fucking QT, bro. Because I did that every day. I ate my stress away. Bro, those taquitos are good, though, man. <laughs> Oh, they're fucking they're great. Fucking, they're fucking good. You like the steak and cheddar or you do the, I, I like the, the cheesy pepper jack. I like the, uh, the, the, they got corn and flour tortillas. Corn one, yeah. I like the corn ones. Yeah. Yeah. But normally like when I go to Mexican food, I like flour, but those corn taquitos, a quick trip. I'll get you. Hey, quick trip. Stock my energy drink, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I'll buy some more taquitos, at least for some people. <laughs> I, I won't it. eat them, but it'll be for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Uh, you Dude. can't eat that shit, bro. You get addicted to it. It's good. Yeah, it fucking good. is good. Bro, that spicy chicken. Little, bro, little you ever had their breakfast thing? burritos in there? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. I'm not a big breakfast burrito person. Really? No. Man, I love breakfast yeah. burritos. It's a texture for me. Really? Yeah, I'm worried about that shit. Mm. All right, so so, <laughs> so the great grift. The, you mean the thing we, tr- we spent three years trying to tell everybody about? Yeah. So We brought multiple experts on. It's real now, apparently, because yeah, okay. AP News said it. Because the news said so. <laughs> what, what, who, who's saying this? Hey, uh, this is AP News. Okay. Well, yeah, it must, be, it must be real. Got to be real now. Bro, you think, do you, do you get the same impression that I get that like a lot of these people realize that they're like fucked? They're caught. And they're trying to cover it now? They got to backtrack. By, by saying, oh, oh, it, it was a lot. Like they're, now they're calling out that lie because they realize that that ship is sinking and they're trying to jump the other ship. It's misinformation, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody can fall victim to misinformation. <laughs> He's fucked. Hey, all you got to do is listen to real AF. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so let's dive into this. So uh, the article reads, much of the theft was brazen, even simple. Fraudsters used the social security numbers of dead people like, uh, never mind, I ain't even going to say that. Y'all know who else uses uh, dead, dead, dead people's social security numbers to vote, but <clears throat> neither here nor there. Uh, so fraudsters used the social security numbers of dead people and federal prisoners to get unemployment checks. Cheaters collected those benefits in multiple states and federal loan applicants uh, weren't cross-checked against a Treasury Department database that would have raised red flags about sketchy borrowers. Criminals and gangs grabbed the money, but so did a U.S. soldier in Georgia, the pastors of a defunct church in Texas, a former state lawmaker in Missouri, and a roofing contractor in Montana. All of it led to the greatest grift in U.S. history, with thieves plundering billions of dollars in federal COVID-19 relief aid intended to combat the worst pandemic in a century and to stabilize an economy in freefall. This was the grift? Oh, I got something for you. Hold on. They're saying that the roofer from Montana... Is it responsible for the grift of COVID? Oh, I got you. Okay. Oh, I got you, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, I got you. I take back what I said a minute ago. <laughs> so an Associated Press analysis found that fraudsters potentially stole more than $280 billion in COVID-19 relief funding. Another $123 billion was wasted or misspent. Combined, the loss represents 10% of the $4.2 trillion the U.S. government has so far dispersed in COVID relief aid. The number is certain to grow as investors dig deeper into thousands of potential schemes. Quote, 
Here was this sort of endless pot of money that anyone could access, said Dan Frutcher, chief of the fraud and white collar crime unit at the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Washington. Quote, folks kind of fooled themselves into thinking that it was a socially acceptable thing to do, even though it wasn't legal. Uh, the U.S. government has charged more than 2,230 defendants with pandemic-related fraud crimes and is conducting thousands of investigations. Uh, the enormous scale of that package has obscured multi-billion dollar mistakes. An $837 billion IRS program, for example, succeeded 99% of the time in getting economic stimulus checks to the proper taxpayers, according to the tax agency. Nevertheless, that 1% failure rate translated into nearly $8 billion going to ineligible individuals, a Treasury Department Inspector General told Associated Press. Now, here's the layout. Um, this is all of the, uh, this is a, a, a chart describing how COVID relief was allocated. But here's my thing. Like you said, the roofer in Montana. Mm -hmm. um, were those really the fraudsters? Why is nobody talking about the big box stores? Did I get you? This is what I was talking about. This is, what, this is where we're going? The biggest grift of COVID, what, there, was, went, there was like three more ahead of this grift, <laughs> right? These are just motherfuckers getting some of the money back that y'all try to steal. They're just doing the same shit the politicians make, dude. Listen, <laughs> they shut down the economy and left their shit open. Mm. Their friend shit, they left that open too. Um, they fleeced us via the government for billions and billions and billions of dollars of vaccines that were potentially harmful to many of the people that they were forced to take. All right. So let's talk about the grifts. If we're going to talk about the grifts, let's talk about the real grifts. Talk about the it. real grift is shutting down your neighborhood mom and pop, shutting down your neighborhood pizza place, shutting down your neighborhood restaurant, and then saying you can only shop at Amazon and you can only shop at Walmart. And you can only shop at these big box retailers who give us, the politicians, tons of funding and campaign contributions, which are our buddies that we wine and dine at their homes all over the world. We fly on their private jets. We go on their yachts and we kept their stores open while we shut yours down because you're the peasants and we're us. Now, what was the so, word they used? What, what was the word they said? Uh, non- uh, non essential. Non essential. Yeah. Non essential. Well, that's, they, that's they don't think was. anybody's essential. Yeah. Only them. They're essential. All right. And uh, the only reason I was able to stay open is because we qualified under the idea of food. Okay. But mm -hmm. a lot of my friends' businesses, oh, they, they couldn't operate. They had to close down for months at a time. Well, if you don't understand how a business works, which I'm pretty sure these people do, uh, you understand that once you cut off cash flow for 60 days, 90 days, 180 days, there's little chance of recovery. So, they understood that this shift wasn't just during the pandemic, but they understood that it was going to be permanent. And the reason they wanted to make that shift is because the people who control the biggest companies in the world give them the most money. And so it's this big machine where it's scratch everybody's back. We're all in on it. Fuck these people. And these people happens to be us. And that's where we're at. So let me get So there was about 115,000 or so small businesses that closed. Of those, about 90,000 or so of those uh, businesses were permanently closed, yeah. never to reopen. The businesses that, so so think about that, 90,000 some odd businesses closed, gone forever. Those employees, those business owners, done. The remaining businesses, they pushed down this DEI, ESG, CEI bullshit to force on those to fuck even those companies remaining. Like, well, if you heard Larry Fink, shit, Larry man. Fink talked about this in an interview. He talked about how their plan is that they have to force people to change via culture, which isn't actually true. Because if you have a great culture, people want to be a part of it on their own. You don't have to force anything. You only have to force things when it's generally not an accepted idea, like reading sex change books to fucking five years old in kindergarten with a dude with a dick that's dressed up as a woman. People don't like that shit, all right? And they're never going to like that shit. And these guys plan, and this is the CEO of BlackRock telling is to force. And so they're doing one of two things. And this is really important to understand. One, they say, we're going to force the culture 
by making these rules inside these companies that employ most of the people in the United States. But that's not actually true because most of the people actually are employed by very small mom and pop businesses that do not have this culture. And a lot of these mom and pop businesses emulate the biggest cultures in the world at the biggest companies in the world because they don't really understand that they have the freedom to create their own way of existing inside their company. And so they copy what these people do. So, And these people who are engineering this movement understand that. They know that if the big guys do it, the little guys will follow suit. And that's a big mistake on the little guy entrepreneur, okay? So that's the first thing. They're going to continue to force this, this DEI, CEI, ESG shit through the culture. And you guys say, well, why is, why is Target not making adjustments? Or why are these companies not making adjustments? Because as I explained in the previous episode, they can't because they qualify. They have debt. And for them to be able to operate, they have to qualify for lines of credit and other things that have to do with the banks. And the banks say, if you don't do these things, then you don't get no money. And since they already have the money out, it will collapse their company automatically. Because they're going to call in those debts. Correct. So these people are in a, in a place where they actually cannot do anything about it. And either they're going to get the culture change that they want, or they'll put these companies out of business and the state will step in and provide the services. And that's called communism. All right. So either way on this, on this movement, they win unless we get smart enough to just not comply at all. Okay. So take that for what it's worth. It's mass noncompliance. It's finding alternatives in an alternative economy. It's making sure that you're shopping with mom and pop companies or companies own. And by the way, there's companies that are small. That doesn't mean you have to shop at a small company or medium company or large company. All of these companies, there's tons of them that do not abide by this process. Are not indebted. Correct. And if you are a small business who is not linked in to these big banks, you should understand that emulating their culture is not working financially for them. And I said this many, many years in a row. Okay. I told you guys that being an American company, uh, promoting pro-freedom, promoting traditional values and American values, I'm not saying conservative, I'm saying freedom. Be Be normal. Okay. And be cool. Those companies that stand for that will get the most business out of any of the companies. And had you done this years ago, you'd be ahead of the curve. But all of you small businesses that are paying attention to what is going on and you think you're going to put all, you're going to celebrate these causes and do all this shit. Understand that if you look at the data, you will see that customers are rejecting it and they will reject it in your business as well. So those of you that are doing it just because the big companies are doing it, you're actually making a mistake and playing right into their playbook because ultimately they will either close your business for that because you'll get boycotted and they'll win or the culture will actually start to be accepted because no one can escape it anywhere and then they win that way too. But I actually think their goal is to close these businesses and to create full-blown communism. They want to select few private businesses that they are all affiliated with and they want everybody else to be uh, a literal slave to the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're already all the way there. We already pay more of our income to the state than we get to keep. Every single one of you does if you add it all up. You know, oh, I only pay 30% tax. Really? Do that math. What do you pay when you fucking buy shit? What do you pay when you own shit? What do you pay when you have to register shit? What do you got to pay to fly? What do you got to pay to keep stuff? You add all that up, we ain't free, dude. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to finish the job, which, by the way, is the campaign slogan of Mr. Shitty Pants. <laughs> what do you think, bro? No, yeah, it's real shit. I, mean, I was even thinking too on Mr. Shitty Pants, man. Like I, I just saw this one picture of uh, of them, and they had an- another tagline on the podium, and it's like we're fighting for the soul of America. And dude, like that just does not sit well with me. Just inside, you know what I'm saying? Like just like that just sounds like some evil shit, bro. Well, don't you think that they? Don't you think that? If they think that they're fighting for the soul of America, if they really believe that, which I believe that they do believe, I believe that. They do believe that. So yeah. what would they be willing to do to win? Yeah. Fucking anything. I agree. I think it's going to be a rough 18 months, dude. And I think it's going to be real important for you guys to get your shit together, get off their system, and then also consider how we're going to counteract it, which is when they do things that are supposed to cause us to react or have a reaction, we don't react. Yep. It's real, man. Uh, guys, let's uh, finish this cruise. Bring it on home. We got headline number three. Third and final headline reads, Trump departs for Florida ahead of federal court appearance. Donnie T on the move. 
abortion bullshit, of course. Uh, well, it's in Miami, right? Yeah, it's in Miami. Yeah. Um, so former President Donald Trump departed from Newark, New Jersey on his private jet to appear in a Miami federal court on Monday. Um, images show Trump exiting a black SUV and ascending the steps to his personal plane. He faces an indictment on 37 charges ranging from withholding national defense documents to making false statements. Uh, law enforcement groups have, uh, are already preparing for potential protests in Miami uh, and at Trump's residence uh, at his Mar-a-Lago club. Now, you and I have both been down to Miami. There is a massive Trump support crowd yeah. down there. I mean, mm -hmm. there's boats all around. I mean, On a normal day. Just on a fucking... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like... On like a normal Tuesday, you're going to see a boat going by with Trump shit on it. Mm-hmm. And it ain't just white people. No, it's it's, it's actually never white people. <laughs> Not shy. Well, it's it's actually the people that come from a communist country. That know what the fuck they're dealing with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Miami has an awesome uh, Latino-Cuban culture that I fucking love. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's one of the greatest cultures in any city in the whole United States. They just got to stop the honking shit. Well, that is annoying. Like, you motherfuckers, quit honking your horns. Give a shot up here for that. Yeah, because I would love to go there and live there, but, like... Your hor the horn shit. Mm -mm. You guys will like me down there. No. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> Stop honking your horns. I'll come down. Uh, so, yeah. So, so, so the trip is Trump's second trip between the Northeast and Florida. Uh, the former president has made this year to attend a court appearance relating to criminal charges against him. He also flew from Florida to New York City in early April to be arraigned on unrelated charges. So the 37 charges Trump faces this week include 31 counts of willfully withholding national defense information, three counts of withholding or concealing documents in a federal investigation, and two counts of making false statements, and one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice. Now, this is all centered around uh, documents, allegedly classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. Um, remember they did the search warrant that you know the White House uh, Biden administration knew about and sanctioned between them and the DOJ. Now let's head over to New York Times because there's like for some reason people have this confusion, right? Well, he's the president; he is allowed to declassify anything at any time. I thought it was interesting that the New York Times actually admitted this, which kind of blows the whistle on the whole fucking thing. Uh, so they wrote this article. Uh, this is one of the subsections. It says. Can presidents declassify matters directly? Yes, because it is ultimately their constitutional authority. Uh, so they're saying that uh, they continue says normally presidents who want something declassified direct subordinates overseeing the department or agency with primary responsibility for the information to review the matter with an eye to make it uh, making more of it public. Uh, but on rare occasions, presidents declassify something directly. They're admitting that he absolutely can. There's no, they're, they're like, what's the problem? Um, and then they have another subsection. It says, do presidents have to obey the usual procedures? And they say, even if it is true that Mr. Trump had pronounced the documents declassified while he was in office, he clearly did not follow the regular procedures. But there is no Supreme Court precedent that definitively answers whether that would make any difference. Again, he's completely within his legal means. Um, and uh, heading over to DT. Well, here's my question on that one: is if he has the ability to declassify, and he says these are declassified, then how do you know he did not follow the regular procedures? You're saying the regular procedures are to what you said the regular procedures are are to normally direct subordinates. That doesn't mean that it's illegal not to. Exactly. No, exactly. Maybe it was out of the norm. But he still has the authority to say, hey, motherfucker, this is my shit. He, it's, it's his constitutional authority. Correct. Now, Trump, in my opinion, he pulled a little uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I ain't fucking leaving. Um, he uh, told a uh, Politico uh, journalist, he says, quote, I'll never leave. Trump said in an interview aboard his plane, he says, quote, look, if I would have left, I would have left prior to the original race in 2016. That was a rough one. In theory, that was not doable. Um, when asked about if he's going to leave the campaign trail for 2024. Um, and interestingly enough, post-indictment, Trump widens his lead again. Uh, now has over a 60% support. Uh, with Ron DeSantis second with 23%. Uh, Tim Scott, 4%. Bro, all these other people are running for their own fame mm -hmm. and their own name. 
Like, bro, I should just run just so people fucking like listen to the show more. I bet you get 69%. Bro, I will. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, this is real talk. Mm -hmm. Outside of Trump, I would handle every single one of those motherfuckers and send them home with their tail between their legs. Trump's a savage fucking dude on stage and he's very smart and very witty. But the rest of y'all, I'd fucking crush you. You ain't got it. Real talk. Bro, I hope Christie. you're all listening to Chris Christie. Come on. I just give him a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be able to talk, bro. Wait, wait, five guys or, or McDonald's? I'm gonna go with McDonald's because that's what I know. <laughs> I don't I don't recommend things I don't know. Not an I will say this though. <laughs> I love Larry Elder. Do Larry Elder's awesome. Larry Elder's been in this building. I think he's one of the most genuine, nice, happy human beings I've ever had the pleasure to meet. He's so happy. Bro, he's such a good dude. You can't piss him off. Like, even if, like, bro, have you seen him? He's a real dude. Like, like, just immediately, he's like, here, man, here's my cell. Let's, you know, let's do some, like, he's just, he's just a cool dude. Cool dude, man. But the rest of them, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, I think DeSantis, I think you're, you're jumping in ahead of your game, bro. I think, you know, you have to think about long-term and maybe that's why he's doing it. I still think they're eventually going to come together. And I think all the people on the right and the common sense are going to come together. And I think the more they persecute Trump, the more people are going to get behind him. And I think they could find every fucking thing like, bro, outside of like him being like a a, a pedophile or some crazy shit, like being proven. I don't, which I'm not saying that they won't even try to fucking say whatever. Right. I think outside of something completely drastic, I think everything they do from now on to attack him is just going to put more power behind him. Well, and the polls are showing that. Yeah, well, we we also said this, I don't know how many different times, but, you know, I had some arguments with some of my buddies online, you know, like I do have buddies that don't agree with me. And, uh, you know, one of them was like, um, he's like, bro, you know, I told him, he's like, what do you think about Trump? I said, it's going to blow up in their faces, bro. He's like, oh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Barr said that it was the worst case ever and he's toast and this and that. Yeah, well, Barr is also the guy that prevented the investigations from happening that actually have now been shown were valid and should have happened. Mm -hmm. Okay, so his ass is in hot water too. So let's be real, dude. Trump has all these motherfuckers in hot water and y'all don't like him mostly because they've made up all these lies about him. And, you know, he has problems keeping his mouth shut about stupid shit sometimes. But he's all he always ends up being right, mm-hmm. you know, in some and way, shape or form. No, yeah. that's right, yeah. bro. Like when he like, OK, a lot of people got pissed because he went after Kaylee McEnany. Right. Well, that's life in a big city, bro. Like you're Europe. You got to be tough. OK. And he's a tough dude. And <laughs> funny enough, all these people were like, he went after Kaylee. She was the best. I liked Kaylee, too. I thought she was badass. But here's what. Uh, when you go back to pre-Donald Trump, you found all these tweets that were criticizing Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So you think he forgot about that? Which makes you think, like, what would he bring her in to begin with, though? Well, I think, dude, I think he understands the game, right? Like, yeah. when you're not on the team, you talk shit about the team. It's like, bro, it's like motherfuckers that talk mm-hmm. shit about me. Like, oh, you, you talk shit about me out there that you have to compete with me, but motherfucker, I bet you wish you were on my fucking team. Right. You know, that's reality. Yeah. I got your job application, motherfucker. Right. Dude, look, dude, <laughs> it's just the nature of fucking competing. Okay. You know, like when people are good, when people are great, they have enemies. When people are regular, they get to have friends. Mm-hmm. And that's reality, man. Deep. That's reality. That's so deep. Okay. And that's the price that's paid for, for, ha- for being great at things. And, um, you know, Trump's got a lot of enemies because he's, because he wins a lot and he's won a lot and he continues to win a lot. And I think now people are starting to realize that this is the case. And all these people that attack him are just discrediting themselves. If these people, like, bro, real talk, because I know DeSantis' team listens to this shit, too. If you guys got behind Trump right now, you'd be in the best possible position that you could ever be in politically because you would be an automatic in fucking the next election cycle. Like, I'm saying, like, right now, if DeSantis said, this is bullshit, fuck, we're fucking getting behind him, I'm putting my shit aside, bro, it would supercharge the entire thing, and he would be a shoe-in for the next fucking eight years after this. Yeah, for sure. He'd be that's fucking chess, VP. That's the chess move. Well, they can't be VP. Because they're both from Florida. Oh. Yeah. So I think um, Carrie Lake's going to end up being the VP choice. That's my opinion. I can see that. Yeah. That'd be a good run. I think it'd be cool if he did RFK, though. That'd be, that, I mean, that, has there ever been no, listen, a split ticket like RFK that? is going to have a, a lot of momentum because he's running on the platform that matters the most to American people, which is transparency and truth and accountability. And if Trump really wants to win, 
he'll jump on that platform too and fucking he'll get 90% of the vote because people are tired of the fuckery, dude. That's real. That's real. And, and last little thing on this whole shabacle, because I think even this whole indictment thing, right, comes out the same day as the, the, the Comer uh, investigation with the FBI, right? And then it just comes out that the FBI informant file confirms that Joe Biden is the big guy. Whoa. Shocked. Super shocked. You know, and, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so, so uh, last week, Republican members of the House Oversight Committee reviewed an FBI informant file. Their review concluded the FBI informant file indicated that Ukrainian oil guard, uh, Mikhail, oligarch, yeah. Right. <clears throat> Sorry, I have trouble with that word too, though. So yeah, I don't feel yeah, too yeah. bad. Right. You suck at the rest of the shit. You must be black. Just say it. <laughs> Not Olive Garden. Yeah, Olive Garden. <laughs> what is it? Oligarch? <laughs> Fucking Olive Garden. Oligarch? Oligarch. Guard? Gark. 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 I said Gark. They said hold the Gark. Look, bro, spell sound it out there. I got it. That, that's not how the fuck it sounds. It sound, don't Gark. sound like that. It's fucking spelled exactly as it sounds. O-L-I. Arch. That's how the fuck it's spelled. Alec Arch. You're, no, that would be Oleg Arch. That's what I said. No, you said Oleg Arch. Bro, this is Oligarch. <laughs> Oligarch. Okay. Their review concluded the FBI informant file indicated that Ukrainian oligarch, my cop, shit, man, what is that? Makola Zlik. She, the owner, of, <laughs> listen, this motherfucker from Ukraine had an oil business, all right, called Burisma, okay? He referred to Joe Biden as a fucking big guy, all right? That's a translation roughly loosely, all right? Quote, in this document, this confidential Who human- said that? Huh? Olive Garden. Yeah, Olive Garden, <laughs> all right? This confidential human informant absolutely also specified he understood- that the big guy was to be Joe Biden. Uh, Representative Anna Paulina Luna out of Florida told Fox News, quote, the big guy that is quoted in the documents. Uh, Representative Lauren Boebert told Benny Johnson about the informant file. A lot of interesting shit there, man. I just, I just want the accountability part, man. People can't miss that. That's where Trump's fucking up, dude. Yeah, he's not. Like, well, I mean, yeah, he made the communist thing, but like, like bro, like. <clears throat> he's fucking up in those three ways I mentioned on the show. But let me ask you this, Andy. Let me ask you this. Okay. Knowing what we know, how they've spent his narrative. If he comes out and says what needs to happen, does that fuck him more on the campaign and in the media? I, I don't think these people are going to allow him to run, bro. I think they'll arrest him straight up and hold him fucking without charges like they did to these J6 people. Dude, that'd be... I, I, yeah, I know. I don't think... I think they... Bro, I if think they did that, man. Listen. Their backs are against the wall. Their image, their lies, their, their manipulation, their propaganda, nobody's buying it anymore. They're on the edge. If someone like Trump would come to power, that means certain imprisonment or death for them. Certain. Certain. If you knew for certain that that's what you were going to get, what would you be willing to do to stop it? Yeah, man. And that's what we're dealing with. And that's why everybody needs to be very careful and smart about how they react to certain things because they, the only way they're able to maintain this power that they have is by getting everybody to jump on these initiatives when they demand outrage. Mm -hmm. that's, how they, that's how they control us. And they're getting us to hate each other over political opinions. I mean, bro, look at the dialogue exchanges that they have created through social media, okay? In 2007, before uh, social media was really a big thing, right? Like if you disagreed with someone about politics, it wasn't that big of a fucking deal. Like, bro, like, I dated girls who were fucking Democrats. All right. Now, did we, did I think they were fucking stupid? Yeah. <laughs> right. Now I dated them. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but they were smart in other ways. Okay. But I, I didn't agree with their shit. They didn't agree with my shit, but we were able to still, you know, be cool. Yeah. And that was normal in society. Mm. And the internet, 
you know, it took communication from a conversation to uh, a Facebook post to comments in a post to emojis to react to things. Mm -hmm. All right. So they've taken things that used to have context and nuance and conversation and they squeezed it all the way down and trained people via social media to comment with the most insulting, the most quippy, smart ass thing because they put a like on the comment and now people don't comment for resolution. They comment for attention. And so they've intentionally weeded the dialogue into very simple terms where now people can't even have productive conversations because everybody's trying to say the worst shit to offend someone or insult someone or get all the support. And so no resolution can ever come in society. And by the way, that's intentional. Dude, that makes so much sense. That's why, like, when you see the leftist scream, they're just acting out the emotion. Correct. The emojis. Correct. And that never used to be that way, dude. It wasn't that way. Like, you're Damn. too young to really remember that. But, like, I'm 43 years old. I was an adult when people were still behaving normally in society. Like, nobody did that shit. It wasn't yeah. like that because we weren't trained. We were trained to make points to say what we believe and then make points to support them. And then we let the other person say what they believe and then make points to support them. And at the end, if we didn't agree, we say, well, that's fucking stupid, but where are we going to eat? Yeah. And that was how society was, dude. And guess what? That's healthy. That's a healthy that's way necessary. to be. Yes. And they've eliminated that through the use of technology. And if you go read the chaos machine, which I recommend on here, almost every fucking show, it'll explain to you how nefarious the people are that run these, these platforms in terms of, limiting our ability to get the proper information, but also limiting our ability to communicate effectively intentionally and then get us addicted to the scroll so that they can sell us shit and make money and control the fucking narrative. So there's a lot to it, but we have to somehow find our way back as a culture to a place where conversations can be had without like hate and without name calling. Like, dude, bro, like, you want to know when you want an argument is when someone starts calling you a name. Yep. You know what I'm saying? As soon as they resort to that, yeah, that's it's it. over. And that's low vibrational, low intelligence human. Okay. And, and by the way, they've intentionally lowered IQs over, to, over the course of the last 20 years by removing things that are fundamental to the reality of a human being like competition. Mm -hmm. When you give a child a trophy for showing up, Okay, that child then grows up into an adult that thinks they get rewarded for showing up. Only showing up in the real world, you do not get rewarded for. And so what happens is this person goes from career to career to career to career, never learning what it meant to compete, constantly getting their teeth kicked in. And then they say, fuck it, this is capitalism is fucked. And then they're a soldier of this communist movement forever. It's intentional. And then they chop the dick off and that's the end of the story. Yeah. I mean, but look, dude. This is, once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's kind of like that. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, people have a hard time. Like they, they call us conspiracy theorists or whatever, bro. I'm a conspiracy realist. All right. This shit's actually happening. And the reason I can see it and you don't see it is because you're not understanding that this is an actual thing because you probably never went and read anything about it. But communist insurgency is all encompassing. They hit the church. They hit the school. They hit the government. They hit the culture. They hit the media. They hit the pharma, they hit the business, and it's everywhere. And people have a hard time wrapping their brain around the scale of an operation like that. But when you consider the fact that you can guide all the world leaders through an organization called the World Economic Forum, and the people that control all of these companies are members of that forum, and they make the decisions... Okay, and then by the way, they financially leverage the companies to make the decisions if there's any resistance to it. You could understand how a few thousand people could control everything. And that's what we're dealing with here. And that's why it doesn't make sense to you. The scale of it is massive and not because we're making it up, but because it actually is. And so, you know, once you start to understand what's going on, it's pretty easy to see. Yeah. Do you not remember? Do you remember what happened right when COVID started? I think a lot of people have forgotten. Do you remember what happened where like 500 CEOs resigned at the same exact time? Shit ton of like big, big companies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now, now does it, does it make sense now? Mm. 
It's a long game, man. You understand? Hey, you're going to go do this, or you can have this, uh, this exit package, and you can be done, but we're doing this, and you're going to do it if you stay. And these dudes said, peace out. Instead of saying, hey, uh, no, we're not doing that, and actually resisting, they all bitched out and took all the money. You guys remember that? I remember that. You guys remember that? Now, it should make sense when you look at what's going on in the world. Okay? Anyway. No, it's crazy, man. Bro, there's a lot to it. People, people like, oh, not everything's a conspiracy. Well, actually, right now, when it comes to what's going on in the world, it is all under one umbrella. And the more you look, the more you'll see it. And there's only a few thousand people. It's not like hundreds of thousands of people. It's a few thousand people that belong to this certain group that influence the influencers of these other companies that push everything down. Companies, government, media. That's true fascism, by the way, it's which is true. even funnier because they've activated the anti-fascists to protect the fascists. Yeah, somehow like, anti-fascist means allowing Antifa drag. is the yeah. literal yeah. <laughs> foot soldiers for the fascism. And they don't understand no, it. Pro-fascist. <laughs> Dude. Well, everything they say is the opposite. Right. So that makes sense. Too. It's like saying when we're, when, okay, we're fighting for the soul of America. Do you, don't you feel like we're kind of fighting for the soul of America? Everything they say is projection, 100%. If you want to learn what they're doing, and this is legit, just listen to what they say and then say, okay, well, that must mean it's the opposite of that. And if you actually watch them like that and then pay attention to the results happen in the world, it's very clear to see what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, that was our third and final headline. It is time for our final segment of the show. As always, we have thumbs up or dumb as fuck. That's where we bring a headline up. It'll get one of those two options. And uh, with that being said, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads, Adam Hadwin tackled by security trying to celebrate Nick Taylor's 72-foot putt to win Canadian Open. This is fucking awesome. Okay? <laughs> this is awesome. This is, uh, this is what we call a, a, a fuck-up moment in the security world. Um, so golfer Adam Hadwin was trying to celebrate with his fellow countrymen. Instead, he got leveled like a tackling dummy. Nick Taylor had just sunk a 72-foot putt to become the first Canadian to win the RBC Canadian Open in 69 years when Hadwin ran onto the green to try and celebrate with his friend. Hadwin, also a Canadian, came out spraying a bottle of champagne before a security guard in a black jacket tackled Hadwin to the ground. An audible groan could be heard from the crowd as Hadwin was taken to the ground before others ran over in an attempt to inform the security guard who that was. In video from the broadcast, it appeared Taylor's caddy broke away from the celebration in order to intervene as well. Here is the video. I got a couple of different angles on this, too. Um, but here, here, here's the first video. Now, listen, that video doesn't do a whole lot justice, so I got it even better in slow motion from a All different right. angle. Okay. <laughs> here it is. There's no audio. Look at the security guy's face. Here he comes. Oh, <laughs> that's dedication, man. He got pissed, too. Did you see his fucking face? <laughs> Wait, it's so bad. It's so bad. Look, okay. Dude, he's saying, oh, fuck no. That's not happening. Come here, white boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude, that's so bad. Oh, and the guy, the dude, the guy that made the putts laughing. He's, he sees his buddy get tackled. He's just laughing at it. Yeah, so so Adam had, uh, had once his wife, uh, she commented. Uh, she made a statement. She says, quote, OMG, I can't handle these different angles. The security guard's laser <laughs> focus on his target. Adam's commitment to the giant bottle of champagne. So many things to take in with every new point of view. <laughs> so they're making a joke out of it. Yeah, everybody, everybody's cool. Adam apologized. Bro, bro that's a fucking awesome photo right there. Dude, isn't it great? Bro, he, they, they should both sign that. This motherfucker should get drafted, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a perfect form tackle. That, that was a good tackle. 
And he's not a young man either. He's no. I mean, this dude just living out his glory days right here. He's like, oh, I can't wait to do this. Bro, this is great. I hope I can, he doesn't lose his job. <laughs> I think you I think you tell him good job. Yeah, for sure. Like, dude, if 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 that was you and you tackle one of my buddies, yeah. I'd make fun of my buddies so hard, bro. I'd be laughing in their face. I would fucking get this autographed and framed in this like eight by eight foot and make it go to their <laughs> office. And like they would never live it down. Like ever. And I would give you a fucking raise. I'd well, like, that did that did happen. Huh? At the library when we voted. Which part? With uh what was that man's name? Oh, Fuck yeah, bro. I it forgot about that. It, yeah. Yeah. Bro, we went to vote in, what was that, 2020? <laughs> that was 2020, yeah. yeah. We waited. That was, in, first of all, that was our first outing together, like, because COVID, everything was yeah. fucked up. That was like the first time me and you yeah. went anywhere. We, were, we waited in line for an hour to vote. And, and then a dude I knew from, like, way back when came up and, like, gr grabbed me from behind because I hadn't seen him in a while. DJ fucking tackled his ass right there at the fucking voting station. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm looking around. I'm like, what the fuck? Then I'm holding this dude on the ground. And I hadn't <laughs> seen him in, like, 10 years. So I was like, Chris? I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I, <laughs> I forgot about that. Dude, my asshole dropped so quick. When you said his name, I said, fuck. I know. Oh, man. It's bad. Uh, it was still good, bro. I mean, you were on it. He, You know, hey. I mean. Fuck around, find out. Yeah. You know was, what I'm saying? Yeah, quit. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to get a full sprint like this guy did. No, <laughs> no it was good, though. Andy, where are we giving this, man? Thumbs up, dude. Thumbs up. Thumbs Do up job, 100%. Man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, guys, that's the show. Don't forget, click subscribe on YouTube. If you're not subscribing on YouTube and you listen on audio, go over there and click subscribe anyway. Show us a little love. Let us know what you think of the show in the comments. Make sure you pay the fee. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. On the flow, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank road. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. Close.